was my microphone really not plugged in that whole time? The way that this episode just started for me may be one of the most absent-minded moments that I've had in a while. Welcome back to Voice Memos. If you're new here, thank you for being here. I just spent the past 15 or so minutes trying to figure out why my microphone was picking up so much background noise. And that's because my microphone wasn't plugged into my computer and I was using my computer speakers and microphone. Well, now that that mystery has been uncovered for us, I'm ready to jump right in with this episode for you guys. It's going to be a bit of a story time and also, again, kind of like advice sort of episode, Um, but I'm just going to talk about what led me to moving to Arizona and why I'm still here now, five years later, after I first moved out here for college. So I grew up going to Colorado every year with my family to go skiing, and I'm so grateful for that. I didn't appreciate it when I was younger. I would literally volunteer in the children's daycare and play with the babies instead of go skiing. But now I do love skiing, and I always loved going to Colorado and being out west. And I really love the winter out there, but at home in Michigan, I really didn't enjoy the winter. And when I was little, it didn't bother me as much. But when I started, when I was 13 or 14, I started to notice that my mood just wasn't the same when it was cold out or when it was winter. And in eighth grade, I was like begging my mom to go somewhere warm for spring break instead of go skiing for, you know, the past or that I did for the past 12 years of my life. And I realized like how happy I was to just be in the sunshine during one of the shittiest like months of the year in Michigan, which is spring when it could be either like 60 and like partly sunny or most of the time it's like raining and 45 degrees, which has got to be my least favorite weather. But Most importantly, it was always cloudy. Michigan has like only 180 days of sun. And so literally half the year is fucking cloudy. And it really starts to get to you. And when this started to get worse, I actually was diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder, which is just the term for seasonal depression. And, you know, the acronym for it is literally SAD. So that's great. But yeah, I don't know if I've like opened up about my seasonal depression as much as my other issues just because I don't necessarily deal with it in Arizona and you know, basically my point is that's one of the main reasons why I ended up moving here. Um however, back in high school, it was 100% my biggest issue. And yeah, it was awful. So I already felt like shit, you know, when it was cold and when it was cloudy out. And I mean, literally in the winters in Michigan, specifically in southeast Michigan, where we get all of the clouds coming off of Lake Michigan, um, you would go like literally two weeks without seeing the sun. And for someone who has seasonal affective disorder, it's like you literally just feel like you're crumbling and like, I don't even know. I felt like the life was sucked out of me and everything around me because it was gray constantly. Like it wasn't necessarily that I was super sad and crying, but I had no energy. 
So of course, like I was more lazy and then I would shame myself and I never felt good, never wanted to do anything, you know, didn't want to go to school, didn't want to get up, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, obviously I wasn't going to let myself live like that forever. And since I knew it was from the weather, I knew it was something that I could maybe change. So sophomore year rolls around and you're starting to think about colleges and that's when the first like polar vortex happened. There were weeks during the winter where it would be negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit for like a week straight. The high for the day would be like negative 15. <laughs> and then we'd be lucky when it like starts to get above zero again. Oh my god, we'd be like, yes, it's gonna be two degrees tomorrow. And I literally felt myself slipping into a fucking psychosis because this type of cold just hurts like nothing else. It's so, so painful. I'm literally like shuddering thinking about it. And yeah, so I also had mono this winter or I had mono uh, in like October and November. I had it for like two months. <laughs> I missed so much school and everybody was mad at me and I'm like, what the fuck do you guys want me to do? It was a rough year though. Plus sophomore year is just like always shitty. And fast forward to junior year, polar vortex number two, baby. And I was like, I, I've had enough. Um, I'm, I'm done. I'm moving out of the state of Michigan. I'm literally will wither away into ashes if I keep living here. And we planned a visit to the University of Arizona during our midwinter break was basically, which was basically a week in the middle of February. So it was during a polar vortex that I went to Arizona. I remember it was negative 25 at home and it was around like 72 degrees here. So imagine that it felt amazing. But since it was February and people in Arizona literally wear winter coats when it's colder than 80 like I don't do that but I will wear a sweatshirt for sure but I was in a sundress and sandals and my mom was like in shorts and a tank top and everybody like thought we were crazy but we we're like it's literally like Antarctica at home right now this is amazing and I just remember I just felt so so good and I also felt this overwhelming feeling like a gut feeling of like I could really really live here I feel really comfortable here and growing up I also got that feeling in Colorado I still really want to move there I think that's going to be happening in the near future I just got to experience it once but regardless I had this feeling in Arizona too and especially on U of A campus that like that was where I was meant to be in certain things, I've just always had a super strong intuition about, and that's just one thing that I really, really felt and was like a very clear feeling to me. I don't, I don't necessarily know how to describe it other than a gut feeling. But yeah, basically, once I visited and toured the campus, I absolutely fell in love. I knew I had to go to U of A. I didn't even want to go to ASU. I didn't apply. I didn't tour. No hate. It just like I knew it wasn't in my path. I don't know why I just said path like that. <laughs> I also grew up in Ann Arbor, which is home of the University of Michigan. But first of all, I didn't get into Michigan. I got deferred. You need 
like basically perfect GPA and ACT, SAT to get in, which I didn't have. And also I had no desire to go to U of M because I grew up literally five minutes from campus. I would go hang out downtown and on campus um, in middle school because the campus and downtown Ann Arbor are literally like intertwined. I used to think every college campus was like that until I realized most are like separate, like literally like summer camps. <laughs> but U of M is literally like part of the city. And so I was just so familiar with it. I'd spent my whole life with it. I also never moved growing up. Uh, like I lived in the same house my entire childhood and my parents are still there now. And most importantly, every single fucking person I knew wanted to go to U of M. And I was like, I simply just don't want to be surrounded by the same people that I've been surrounded by since I was five years old. So basically, I really knew that I needed a change and that I wanted to go out of state. And some people grow up like their parents went to U of M and then they live in Ann Arbor. My parents went to Wisconsin and Purdue, so <laughs> they are rivals of U of M. So I didn't have any like familial draw to the university like a lot of people do. So I did apply to Michigan State to have one in-state school in my back pocket, but I knew that I was gonna get into U of A because they will accept basically anyone. <laughs> it's nothing to brag about. Um, I was just very sure of my decision and I was kind of alone in that because most people tend to apply to like 10 to 15 colleges and they were super stressed out about finding the right school and I just knew like I was just gonna leave everybody and go off to Arizona <laughs> and I knew by November I applied super early and I found out in November that I got in November of my senior year of high school so like I had my dorm picked out and everything I was ready to go and people were still like trying to hear back from places and I just couldn't relate and, you know, I think that was lucky for me, but it's because I was just following my heart. I wasn't giving myself all of these choices to, like, make a decision from because I knew what my decision really was. Does that make sense? Like, if you are right now in the age that you're applying to colleges, you don't have to necessarily apply to 20 just because everybody's doing that. If you know there's really only a few First of all, I mean, if it's on Common App, sure, like, you can just submit the same application, I'm pretty sure, but, like, if you have to pay for it or if you have to write another essay and you don't really want to go there, don't do it. I totally get that going out of state or even a few hours away from home isn't for everyone, but if you've been thinking about it or you've been wanting to, I think you should 100% just go for it. You can always move home. Like, you know, it might be shitty, but there's always that option. So why not go out of your comfort zone and put yourself in a new environment and just see what happens? I feel like no matter where you go to school, you're going to be homesick and it's going to be hard because the transition from high school to college is one of the hardest things ever. Now, the transition from college to the real world is hell on earth, but, you know, we're getting through. My point is that, like, you're gonna struggle no matter what, so if you're like, oh, if you're worried about being homesick, just take that out of the equation, take your fear out of it, because that's gonna happen no matter what. It's gonna be a big change in your life no matter what. I do have to say that I had family in Tucson while well, they're still there, um, and I love them. 
it's basically uh, my aunt and uncles and cousins. And so I say basically because she's technically my dad's cousin and not her, his sister, whatever. I had family here that I could rely on. But other than that, they were the only people that I knew in Tucson. My point is that if you're going super, super far away, like for me going 1,500 miles, and you have absolutely nobody that you know, it's going to be really fucking hard. But I, I think everybody knows that. I just am going to reiterate it and not pretend like it's easy. And I honestly don't know if I would have made it if I didn't have them there. Thankfully, my parents had that foresight and they didn't even really let me or my brother apply anywhere out of state where we didn't have family nearby. Mostly, I think, for like emergencies and safety, but also for me because they knew I would be homesick. They knew that <laughs> I wasn't as tough as I was acting, that I was so over home and like I'm ready to move out and I'm done living with my parents. No, you think you're, I mean, you know, everybody's situation is different, but for me, I certainly thought I was way more ready than I was, but I don't think that's a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with being confident in your decision and then still being anxious about it or upset later on because deep down, you know what's the right thing, right? And you know that you're going to get through that. And that's what it was for me. Like, even though I definitely struggled freshman year, I missed my friends at home so much when I would see videos of them going out. Like, you know, I would be so jealous because I didn't have my best friends at college yet. And... Yeah, I cried a lot. I missed my parents. I missed fall in Ann Arbor because honestly, fall in Michigan is my favorite thing ever. And Arizona, we don't have fall. It's like 80 degrees every day, which I've learned to love as well. But there's nothing like fall and Michigan football season in Ann Arbor. Point is, I was sort of miserable at first, but deep down in my heart, I knew I was still going to be better off staying in Arizona and working through this than if I went home. Like I kept saying that, I'm like, I would still be way more depressed in Ann Arbor just because of how stuck I felt there and how toxic it honestly was for me. It's not like Ann Arbor is a super small town, but it was small enough where everybody knew each other's fucking business, at least for me, because somehow from like my middle school, I think in just I don't know, my personality, I guess. I was acquainted with a lot of people. And just because I'm also, like, honestly a nosy person and I love, like, hearing about stories. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. No, but, like, whatever. I'm fucking nosy. I don't care. So I just kind of knew about everybody. And not in, like, a weird way. I just always knew. And mm, I don't know. I think my friends would still say the same. I just always know <laughs> like I'm sort of the news source in that way and not because I necessarily even seek things out I just always find out because I'm always hearing it from some random person somebody's gonna know what I mean out there and anyway obviously after a certain point this got fucking exhausting because everybody also knew everything about me I feel like like it was just I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. We were, it was just such a close-knit community, like this certain group of everybody in high school. 
And a lot of them are still friends, which is, like, great. Personally, my friend group um, burned into a dumpster fire. (laughs) For many, many, many reasons that I won't get into right now. But eventually, I think a story time is necessary. Regardless... I was over it. I didn't want to be that involved with everybody and I just needed a fresh start. That's what I was craving. And the minute that I left and went to college where I didn't know a single person, it was the most freeing feeling ever. And that's what I knew I needed. I knew that I needed a new environment where I could grow and where nobody had any perception of me and who I used to be or who they thought I was, and where I could just grow into the better version of myself that I always wanted to be. And I knew that I would be able to grow because I was lucky enough to have the support system that this was a super safe way for me to push myself out of my comfort zone. I'm super risk averse. I don't do risky things like you know when everybody's jumping off the roof into the pool at the party I am cringing on the side like covering my eyes like I don't do stuff like that I talk about this a lot in my last episode but anyway like this you know moving out of state for college I I just knew that it was something that my character needed in order to evolve and I didn't even see it as a risk because I knew in my heart that it was the right decision all along to this day adults tell me oh my gosh you're so brave for you know moving out to Arizona all by yourself honestly though I never felt like I was doing something brave or scary it was definitely uncomfortable at times but I felt like they were more brave for staying home and facing Michigan winters. I would walk along the mall, which is like the middle of our campus, and just a long strip of grass with palm trees along it. And I would just walk on there and literally cry because it was warm and sunny, and I could see palm trees and mountains, and I knew it was gray at home with nothing in sight besides more gray and dead things the other thing that makes the midwest so depressing in the winter is that it's too cold to go outside so obviously people aren't doing things outside you don't see anybody doing anything the literal whole town is dead inside and one of my favorite hobbies is just spending time outside whether it's hiking walking swimming whatever it may be and that's what I love about Arizona is people are always outside and it's just like it hurt my heart in the winter when I wasn't able to do those things I feel like this episode is all over the place and I'm kind of like going on different rambles I'm trying to stick to somewhat of a chronological story though so To continue into my freshman year and just acclimating with being away from home and being at college with nobody that I knew, I have to say joining a sorority definitely helped me so much. I know that Greek life isn't for everybody, but personally, like nobody in my family had been in it. None of my friends, you know, like older family friends or anything 
So I knew nothing about it and I was like, well, I might as well give it a try. Especially if you're going out of state. It's, I think, just a really, really great way to meet people who are similar to you super quick. And you can totally do the same thing with just a traditional club or sport. But personally, I don't know about you guys, I didn't really know myself when I was that young. I did things that would look good on my college applications in high school, but I wasn't really in touch with myself and my true interests. So I don't think that I would have been able to find a club that was actually in tune with my interests enough where I would find friends similar to me, if that makes sense. And that's not something I'm proud of. Like, I just truly didn't really know who I was back then. And I have to say, it sounds so cliche, but like joining my sorority helped me figure that out just because I actually made friends with amazing people who treated me how friends are supposed to treat you. I learned the importance of, you know, being a part of your community and volunteering and using your privileges in your resources and whatever in the best ways you can in terms of friendships though i also realized that some people never outgrow the high school click group mean girl um you know whatever you want to call it some people never outgrow that and you just have to learn to ignore it and step away from the drama and realize you're better than those people even though they think you're or even though they think they're better than you. They know deep down that they are not. And they're projecting their insecurities. But I also like met some of my best friends in the entire world. And I just am so grateful that I was able to meet so many new people and experience so many things. I got to go to California because of one of my good friends freshman year. I'd never been to California before college. I've been able to travel so many fun places because of the amazing friends that I made in Pi Fi. And truly, it just was a blessing. And I know that it's a privilege to even be able to be in Greek life. Um, but if you do have the opportunity and you're thinking about it, again, I really do recommend it. Overall, it was a positive experience. I could do a whole episode about the ups and downs, but oh, like like I said, I recommend it to anybody who's considering it because it made all of the difference in my college experience. That being said, it definitely got like crazy at times, and not in hazing ways or anything, but just in terms of how much like it sort of consumed our lives and how much time and effort we were spending, um, you know, putting into the sorority, I guess. But this really helped me learn to not attach my entire personality and being to this and to learn to separate from it and build a life and find other hobbies outside of it because I knew that if I was just focusing on Pi like I was probably going to go crazy. Some people thrived being super involved and of course they were the ones who were like president and all of that. But For me, it sort of did the opposite where it taught me how to take a step back from things and be independent and realize I can still be myself and be a part of the whole big picture. I actually want to talk about that for a second because my sorority taught me or being in it taught me that trying to fit in and be like the cool girls or be mm, 
like trendy or basic like what the fuck that's not gonna get you anywhere you're literally not gonna find friends and attract people that you actually like and who actually care about you until you just be yourself and stop trying to fit in that was something valuable that I also really learned and then I was able to of course meet some of my favorite people ever it's so important to embrace who you are because you'll be surprised like the little things that people will be able to relate to when you open up more about yourself whereas when you try and fit in with maybe the cool girls like you're only really even going to be relating to them on a pretty superficial level you know it'll be about what you're wearing or the party you're going to what you're drinking the boys you're hanging out with you're not going to develop meaningful friendships and relationships with girls who you're just trying to fit in and like be cool for because deep down you don't really have anything in common until you start being yourself and this goes for relationships too until you start being yourself you're not going to find someone who truly compliments you and someone who truly loves you and sees you for who you are and can relate to you on a deeper level once i figured this out i started you know developing these really great friendships at college that i wasn't really feeling at home at the moment so i stopped wanting to go home as much you know i stopped being homesick i stopped looking at people's snapchat stories at home and looking at what they were up to and eventually i literally just stopped caring in general because they were no longer relevant to my life and that's not a diss it's just the fact that I didn't live there anymore and truly they didn't matter so it would be a waste of my energy to keep checking up on them of course I still had some good friends and that's not what I mean I just mean you know like my random peers who you know whatever I just there's no need for me to like be obsessed with the parties they're going to or what they're doing like it's honestly none of my business I don't really give a fuck and I'm sure they don't care about me either the point is that I started to let go of home more and more and embrace Arizona more and more every single day it was an everyday thing but over time I noticed each year how much I was like getting more comfortable here and less comfortable at home By my junior year, I really only had one other good friend at home who kind of like drew me back to home because I had other friends, but we had become close when I was in college. So we were already used to having a long distance friendship, you know? However, my one best friend at the time and I had a interesting falling out uh, that year on my birthday. I really want to do a whole story time about this. I don't know if it's appropriate. And also one of my other friends, Alex, um, has a lot to say as well. She'll be on here one day. I want to do it in person with her. But I don't, you know, it's hard to say because I feel like I do have free reign to talk about my experiences. But I also am so terrified of some of the people I used to be friends with that I don't know what they would do if I talked about them on here or not. And I would never even say their names, but even still, I don't I don't know. But let's, to keep it short and simple for now, uh, 
for my 21st birthday, my boyfriend flew my best friend out to visit, like as a present to me. And it was really great at first, but the second day when we were celebrating my birthday, um, she basically had a complete psychotic meltdown. The next day, she was FaceTiming her mom in my room, talking shit about me while I was laying there in bed. And after she left, um, she literally never talked to me again. The thing is, it was only after that that I really came to terms with how toxic our friendship had been for the past few years. She was kind of like a psychotic, jealous boyfriend in a way that she was so jealous of my friends that I met at college. She wouldn't even like let me talk about them. I would start telling a story and she'd be like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear about your other friends. Like the fact that I didn't end our friendship then and there, I don't know what I was thinking. I think it was because I was going back to school soon, so I told myself I wouldn't have to worry about it. But basically when she had this breakdown and literally started a bar fight, I was just honestly glad that I had a reason to cut ties with her. And the day, you know, that she went home and whatever, like, I felt good. I was never really sad about it. Because that's literally what happens when you end a toxic relationship or friendship. You feel a weight lifted off your shoulders because this crazy, narcissistic, jealous, psychotic person is no longer a part of your life. And this girl had been my best friend for the past seven years. Like, she was my closest friend all through high school and up until that point in college. Only later did I find out that she had been lying to me that entire year prior to coming out and having her meltdown, which is, again, I feel like we need a story time, but also, I don't know, to be determined. Let me know if you guys want the tea and maybe we'll make it happen. My point in saying this is to, number one, be transparent with you guys about how I really finally let go of my attachment to Ann Arbor and to my high school self, but also as a warning to you, or not a warning, I mean, that sounds scary, but like, a piece of advice or a lesson for you if you have a friend who you think is jealous of you or makes snarky comments to you she would you know she would shit on me any any chance she got and eventually it was very clear that it was all projection for example she would say what are you going to do with your psychology degree like that's such a useless degree and honestly, I know she was just insecure about her own intelligence. I'm sorry if you think that's rude, you guys, but that's the fucking truth. You have to realize that these people aren't treating you like shit because of you. It's because of them. And the sooner that you cut them off, the better. There's no reason to keep these friends in your life. She was my best friend for seven years, but at the end of the day, our history of a friendship made no difference. And looking back, I really think that was like a pivotal moment for me when our friendship ended because I didn't even realize how much she had been holding me down the past couple years. She would make rude comments any chance she got. There, I don't even know what I was doing, like still being friends with this girl. But finally being able to let go of her just really helped me blossom. I ended up staying in Arizona that summer because... At that point, you know, I had more keeping me here than I did there, and I got an internship here. I loved living here. I lived in Tempe. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was, like, 
I wasn't gonna have anything to do at home, so I might as well stay here. And by that point, I was going into my senior year of college and the most magical feelings just started to happen where everything started to make sense in terms of my choices and how they led to certain things and basically just the butterfly effect of everything that happened. I started to realize why I always wanted to go to Arizona and why I wanted to be in Pi Fi from the beginning, why I randomly wanted to move in the house a month before that was due. Like I just had all these random urges and I always followed them through college and it led me down the most amazing path and looking back and seeing the foreshadowing of my life, you know, like when I had these certain gut feelings and what it led to it just is so so amazing to look back on and it makes me so excited to trust my intuition even more and really when I reflect on the butterfly effect and how everything fell into place for me in college that is the number one thing that urges me to tell people to do the same thing and follow their heart and leave and go somewhere new and meet new people and experience new things because if I had stayed home I can't even imagine how different and I mean you know I'm sure my life would be fine but I don't think I would be mentally spiritually like I guess self intellectually like I wouldn't be so in touch with myself or you know, reach this point of growth and confidence if I hadn't pushed myself to do this, you know, five years ago. And I wouldn't have met my best friends and the love of my life. You know, that sounds so cheesy, but for me, it's the best example and reminder for myself that when I truly just trust the universe and trust my intuition or, you know, if you believe in God or whatever is best for you, when you put your trust into that, into your path the right things are going to come to you nothing spectacular is going to come your way if it's forced it has to happen naturally so when you do follow your instincts and your gut feelings you get closer and closer to what's better for you and what's meant for you you know instead of attracting things that don't serve you and don't work out There are a lot more random tips that I could give for, you know, moving out of state or just starting college and whatnot. I just wanted to kind of keep it in like a storyline and concise for you guys and give you the most like authentic version of really why I moved here and why I got more comfortable here. My voice is literally like slipping away from me, but to end off the episode, I just wanted to answer a few questions from a Q&A I did on my Instagram stories. One of them was, what is my favorite song right now? And the answer is Carino. I'm not even saying it right. It's Carino, but I can't roll my R's. I'm sorry, but it's by the Marias. Um, I'm pretty sure they're a new band or I'm just finding out about them and it's my fault. I'm not sure. But I absolutely love that song. It's such a summer vibe. You guys should look it up. The next question asked what my biggest realization moment was of 2021. And I really love this question because I don't even know if I've reflected on this yet myself. 
I think the biggest thing now that I've realized is that for the rest of our lives, all we really truly have is ourselves and you might as well get to know yourself and love yourself and trust yourself and cherish yourself and treat yourself with kindness because you're all you've got and you're also the only person you need and everything you think you need, you already have within you. There's a quote that relates to this that said, the only thing more you have to gain is the awareness that there's nothing left to gain. So to me, it basically said, you know, you're only going to be content when you realize that you only need what you have right now. You're never going to be really more happy when you get the thing or get the job or get the apartment or get the boyfriend. You're only going to be happy if you're always accepting yourself right now. On that note, before I start rambling for another half hour, I think we're going to end the episode here. I hope you guys are having a beautiful morning or evening or afternoon, whatever time you're listening. It is the first of the month, so it is a beautiful day to start new things and remember that you can always make a new beginning for yourself. It doesn't have to be on the first of the month or on a Monday or on New Year's Eve. You can change your life whenever you want to. I love you guys. See you next week.